Hello and welcome to The Bulletin with UBS on Monocle 24. Each week, the sharpest minds and freshest thinkers in finance take you beyond the numbers and hype right to the heart of the big issues of the day. Today, we're focusing on female entrepreneurship, the funding gap that means women receive less funding than their male counterparts, and hearing about the UBS Female Founder Award and learning how this type of recognition is helping to bridge the gap and really move the needle on establishing more equitable distribution of funding and opportunities. We welcome back to the show Mariana Mamu, Head Advice Beyond Investing in the UBS Chief Investment Office, and we'll also hear from Emma Wheeler, Head of the Women's Wealth Programme in UBS's Global Wealth Management Business. It's a great pleasure to welcome Mariana and Emma to the show. Mariana, we've spoken to you before on this programme about the funding gap, about trying to better support uh, female entrepreneurs and all of the corollary benefits that doing that confers. And we're delighted to talk to you through the prism of looking at this Female Founder Award this time out. Let's talk a bit about, well, not just the nature of the challenge, but specifically about why it provides such an opportunity. Tell us a bit about how you how you look at this this question and and why why it's something to get so excited about. Thank you. Well, besides the obvious moral imperative, this is a great business opportunity. Companies led by diverse entrepreneurs meet or exceed average returns. Boston Consulting Group found that on average, women generate 78 cents of revenue per dollar invested compares with 31 cents for the men. And if women and men were to participate equally as entrepreneurs, global GDP could rise by three to 6%, boosting the world economy by up to $5 trillion. Female entrepreneurs are also more likely to create new jobs, help local economies, and reinvest their earnings into the health and education of their families. So all of us would benefit by eliminating this funding gap. Uh, now, obviously, when we've spoken before, we've discussed the funding gap and we've looked at how much work remains to be done. Are we making progress, Mariana? Have we made meaningful progress? I don't know, maybe not so much just in the last 12 months or so since we last spoke. But generally speaking, is the, are we in a sort of positive uh, direction of travel when it comes to looking at this issue? Hmm. There was momentum picking up, but unfortunately, we saw a regression. Last year, U.S. startups with all-women teams received 1.9% of venture capital allocated, and this is a drop from the 2.4% that was raised in 2021. And unfortunately, this perhaps is not too surprising. There was a period of um, uncertainty, economic uncertainty, and investors in these periods become even more risk averse. And in their eyes, investing in women founders is considered as uh, riskier. So in these in these economic contexts, in essence, biases are intensified. So at the same time, we need to intensify and keep our efforts to ensure that uh, these biases are reduced. Now, also from a more optimistic lens, we recently see a lot more genuine and real effort by the ecosystem to support women. There is a growing number of funds or incubators that aim specifically to support female founders. So all in all, I remain optimistic. Yeah, well, that's that's hugely encouraging. And I, I did want to just sort of dig around into the research. You've already mentioned some of the amazing kind of headline figures, uh, Mariana, in terms of the benefits, the contributions to the global economy, also how much more directly beneficial for investors some of these female-led enterprises are than the male cohort. But it sort of seems to continue. The deeper we dig, the more, the more benefits you find, um, whether we're looking at job creation, boosting local economies, reinvesting 
earnings into things like health and education of girls and families. So many benefits. It's one of those classic things where you one can't understand why, why everybody isn't on the same, the same page. But the, the research is it's just so important, isn't it, to dig down into those kind of details? Uh, yes, it, I think the business case should be should be obvious and more awareness should be raised around the benefits, also the benefits for investors uh, in investing in female founders because they, uh, as we mentioned earlier, seem to have more, let's say, return and investment, but also for the economy at large. And research helps in, in helping us identify the reasons behind this funding gap and what could be ways to then address this uh, gap. What are some of the levers that we could maybe try and move here? What are some of the tools that exist to address that funding gap? And you know, how would you assess the, the likelihood of those uh, levers delivering meaningful progress in the short term? Yes, research shows that having a strong network plays a critical role in deal sourcing and uh, investors' decision making. And men are much more likely to have such a strong network. And beyond this access, the like me effect also influences the funding process and VCs in general tend to be relatively homogeneous with the majority of decision makers being uh, white males. So it is important that we raise awareness and showcase more female role models. We need to change the perception of what a successful founder looks like or sounds like. And in addition, education around the financing process can help reduce biases. Accelerators play an important role here. And in general, more needs to be done across the entire ecosystem. The research then backs up the moral obligation to act. Let me ask you, Emma Wheeler, to jump in here. How does the UBS Female Founder Award tie in with what Mariana has been describing? It was created, the award, in a di- as a direct response to the research paper, The Funding Gap. The statistics which are so shocking, as you've heard, and you know there's clearly an economic opportunity here uh, that needs to be unlocked. But basically, it's also, as you said, the moral obligation. It's just the right thing to do. So we set up the award for uh, female founders. This is just in fintech, and we've just set it up in fintech because we believe as a bank that's uh, the one area that we can uh, really credibly and usefully and helpfully advise on and help these founders with. And uh, we launched the first award in October 2021, and we've launched the second one back in October 2022. And uh, of course, we've had the wonderful award ceremony and results delivered so far. It was in direct response to to the research paper that was that was prepared by by Mariana. Yeah, well, tell us a bit then about how the process of the awards works. What's in store for those who are who are recognised, and how that again how that addresses these themes and and really moves the needle. So we wanted to capture as many founders as we possibly could, fintech founders, and the way that we did that was to connect with those investor contacts that we have across the investor space. So particularly in the early stage of investment. So the early stage uh, venture capitalists, uh, the crowd funders, the angel investors. So some we have really good connections with, but uh, for us also it was an opportunity to really start to get to know uh, those networks of investors across that earlier stage. We shared the invitation to nominate with them and uh, set some criteria for the female founders uh, that we wanted to particularly support. 
and they contacted through their networks uh, female founders in fintech and we also worked with our advisor community around the world within our wealth management business to encourage them to find nominations and also we used social media so um, on our linkedin cha channels really to start to spread the word and get as many applications as we possibly could yeah, and I think one of the extraordinary benefits, I guess, is is this idea of tapping into the extraordinary networks that UBS can facilitate and drive. And maybe I'll get a thought from both of you. Emma, first of all, from you, that it really must really underscore this point about how these broader connections, collaboration is so vital to consolidating the progress we've already made. And Mariana spoke well about that. But indeed, to kind of move things on to the, the next level, these kinds of cooperation, awards, collaborations, this, these networking opportunities are, are so vital, aren't they, to, to drive progress yes and that's why we've done that not just to really you know raise the profile of this issue and of course that's a, a fabulous opportunity for UBS given our extensive reach as an organization but we also want to create you know demonstrable programs for female founders to support them on the ground as well and as Mariana has covered it's really those uh, the mentorship the networking becoming investor ready that's what we found that the founders themselves really appreciate and need help with to, to get them on that funding journey and we intend fully to support them at every stage of that funding journey as much as possible and I think we've slightly surprised ourselves just how extensive um, our network is and our ability to really leverage them so just as an example the winner of the award last year Kimberly Abbott who has a, an ESG benchmarking platform called Vested she really did connect very closely with us and we were able to support her profile raising and connections and uh, she even got to speak on a panel at the Paris Peace Forum at the end of last year. So she has gone on to win other awards but she has learned a lot and uh, she has very generously talked about uh, how being part of the UBS network has really transformed her business in terms of the connections. Well, yeah, Marianne, let me just ask you, if you're listening to that as well, I mean, it must be really thrilling when you document a big challenge to explore something like the funding gap, to be part of an institution that really can, you know, move the needle quite immediately. That must be thrilling as much as that initial status must be frustrating to document and to, and to research. The fact that you can actually begin to affect meaningful change must be, must be really thrilling for you. Oh, for sure. It is about basically working with purpose and that makes a, a huge impact in yeah in how interested and how exciting work can be. Mariana tell us a bit about the candidates for this year's award you've met them you've learnt more about them. In general I would say that all of the candidates were inspirational and uh, really female role models in what they have achieved and, and their determination and their passion and it is it is great opportunity to get to meet them and be uh, let's say also be part of the mentoring program so all of them had in common uh, as i mentioned this passion and working towards having uh, impact there were very diverse backgrounds both in terms of uh, geography in terms of skill set and in terms of what type of solution they're trying to solve. But all of them are, are trying to solve important problems that uh, we face both in FinTech and also from, a, also from an impact perspective. 
so they're really doing consequential work. And uh, well, yeah, Emma, perhaps tell us a little bit about the winner and why even amongst that illustrious company, the winner stood maybe, yeah, head, head and shoulders above even the others. So our our winner, Danielle Lawrence, is actually from the UK. We've got another UK winner this year. And uh, it's not necessarily the region that's particularly known for fintech, although it's emerging. But uh, Danielle Lawrence from Freda was outstanding. And really what clinched it, I think, for for the jury was uh, her presentation. So we asked each of the founders to do a quick presentation to camera over Zoom to the jury and I think her passion and, and determination and as well as of course what she's created uh, really stood out to the judges and we hear that a, a lot from the investor community how often having that touch point the human touch point you know really does help and of course that is critical to the next stage of how we're going to support the founders with uh, our accelerator program project female founder which will kick off in the next couple of months. Well, this is it. I was going to ask you both actually about what's next, what's most exciting in the space, but I guess it's watching the extraordinary journey go on from strength to strength for some of the, the shortlisted and, of course, for Danielle and her, her colleagues in, in a sort of winning enterprise. But just tell us, I mean, you know, how, how optimistic are you? I mean, it, wouldn't it be wonderful if we didn't have almost to have this conversation about closing the funding gap because that was just happening as a matter of course? I guess we're still some way away from there, but how excited are you both, just in brief, about the, the pace of progress that, that we're we're making. Mariana, just to you, first of all. We certainly need to continue making Mm -hmm. this a business priority, uh, raising awareness and driving change through the ecosystem. I think we see now limited partners have started prioritizing uh, increased diversity in their decision-making process, and this would be a powerful catalyst, as ultimately those writing the checks have the most power to drive change. So I am optimistic, and I look forward to seeing this change. Uh, and Emma, perhaps if I can ask you, are you uh, would you echo that that optimism that change is, is in effect and, and indeed could be hastened now? Yes, and certainly we're we're doing our our bit to do that. And you know we're we're building on our program this year from last year and bringing in new geographies like the Middle East, uh, which is really exciting because the Middle East, for example, in in Saudi Arabia, this you know there's an extraordinary explosion of uh, female entrepreneur talent in recent years so really tapping into those new geographies I think that's really exciting for me and yeah I really look forward to to the impact that we're having there well, look, Emma, it's uh, hugely fascinating to hear about it. What an exciting time, a brilliant initiative and some amazing talents recognised. I can't believe anybody it wouldn't have piqued their interest. If people want to find out more, get involved, um, where should they go? What do they need to look at? Give them a bit of a call to action. So you can see the work that we've been doing and the showcase publication that we created on our UBS.com, so UBS.com forward slash female founders. And uh, if you Google UBS female founders or UBS project female founder or UBS female founder award, all those roads will take you to the work that we've been doing. Emma Wheeler and before that, Mariana Mamu, bringing us to the end of this edition of the Bulletin with UBS. Setting the agenda in the fast-moving world of finance every week here on Monocle 24. You can listen again and explore more at monocle.com. That's where you can join the club and subscribe to Monocle magazine. You can also follow this programme wherever you get your podcasts. And you can discover more and find out how UBS can help you at ubs.com. This is the Bulletin with UBS on Monocle 24. 
I'm Tom Edwards. Thanks for listening. <laughs>